Welcome to the Squirrel Rosenberg Radio Show Podcast. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, hmm, to say we are blessed is an understatement. Before I even get into that, let me just thank everybody for tuning into our last show where I was here with Dr. Jen, just really building on what the Squirrel Rosenberg movement is all about, touching on mind development and open, open heart talking about empathy, just building on the things from our previous podcast with Maddie, the monster data guy that was here. But tonight, I just want to remind everybody, the music you're going to be hearing in the background is available on our SoundCloud. Our Facebook are going to be streaming live. Please watch and cl- click into our Instagram because everything that you're seeing here in the studio, you're going to have access to. And we're going to get you to the point where you can interact with what's going on. However, tonight, I got to give a big shout out to my boy, Jeffrey, that's in the house. Thank you so much for popping in. I want to let you guys know, my buddy here, Jeffrey Reed, and I go back many, many, many moons. You know, I can remember the Manchester High School days. Oh, absolutely. Wow. So, but before I even segue and get into these stories, give me a brief intro of, you know, so the the viewers out there on School Rosenberg Radio and School Rosenberg TV can, can really realize who I'm blessed to be sitting beside right now. Yeah, well, I'm Jeffrey Reed, and uh, I've been friends with Paul Lawrence since I was probably 12 or 13 years old, so I've known him for over 30 years. If you notice, people, he used my correct name because he knew me before I was Squirrel Rosenberg. <laughs> Stay tuned on that. This is an epic interview. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we go way back. We have a lot of good memories, a lot of times of uh, us just uh, growing up as young men and Barefooted, barefooted, loving it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely free. I'm, so I really connected with you in high school, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting for me because I grew up on the west end of the island. Right, right. And, you know, when I was told that um, I'm going to Manchester High School, which is in the middle of the island, I wasn't too happy. Because uh-huh. all my boys are going to Rossi's High School, which is the local high school in my town. You yeah, know? But, but you made it work, man. <laughs> I did, I did. You know, actually, I got to be honest with you, that boarding experience, yeah. the entire boarding out experience blew my mind. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I was. I was always fascinated when I would go by and and see the setup you had with your brother mm, and mm, um, mm. you know uh, what was the name of that older lady who was taking care of you? That's, that's, that's interesting. I think her name was Miss um, Barnes. Okay. However, what's interesting that she was like the third or fourth person we have lived with. Really? Yeah, because every year, yeah. every school year, we would you know move with a different I remember, family. I but you see, the thing about what you mentioned about her and then my brother is, I'm talking about when you're taken out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You got to find you. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, my boy Jeffrey just dropped the first jewel on Squirrel yeah. Rosenberg Radio. As he said, and he's actually, that was a, that was a tag team jewel right there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I said, when you're taken outside of your comfort zone, you have to find you. You find you. And a lot of people don't like finding themselves. That's and true. the reason why that was so profound, Jeffrey, let me share this story with you. Mm-hmm. If I were to encapsulate that experience of leaving my town and going to Mandeville mm-hmm. and just being out of my comfort zone, I plopped into this new strange place. Mm-hmm. And Jamaica is a small island, but still, it was like taking me from Jersey and dropping me in Idaho. Yeah, totally different. Completely different place. Mm-hmm. I found me. <clears throat> you know, and what I found was this guy's kind of funny. Because I was by myself most of the time, walking, talking to myself like a crazy person, chilling. And this guy's kind of funny, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I remembered one special time, and I'm sorry for being so long-winded, but when you brought up that point about finding you, I found myself. So I was at the bus stop one day, and I'm thinking, and I'm talking to myself in my head, and I gave myself this joke that, no, I'm laughing out. And I have to walk away from people because you're looking like, this freaking guy over here is crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But I found myself through that experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And ever since then, I have appreciated or almost been excited about getting outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, you know for me as a reference, um, and this is how you know, I always tell you that you inspire me. Because when I came to New York... I was in a similar space. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. When you came, when I came to New York back in '88, I mean, I basically didn't know anybody, and I had to fit in with a whole new environment. And I just realized that you know sometimes it's, it's just the, the personal connection with people is is just really important. True. True. And um and from that you know I grew out to have a lot of good relationships with a lot of people. Yeah. And then you know I I, I always thought of how you you adjusted to being at Manchester High. Mm. And um you know you be, you you basically built a lot of relationships. I never forget <laughs> which year was it? I did, I it did. was yeah. It was fourth form. Talking it was about fourth building form. relationships. Fourth form. Yeah. And um. 
you always you always said that you're gonna be a person that's an independent guy, a business guy. Yeah. And we were all standing around waiting that morning, and there you walk in. Everybody had book bags, knapsacks, or you know, <laughs> you came with a briefcase, Jeez, man. The place flipped out. <laughs> It was a regular ride. I did. I forgot. Yo, thank you for bringing that. I forgot how you know left field I've always been on yeah. my movement. You're right. Yeah. I yeah. did. My but, dad. But but you know, it's 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 funny that it's like you reprogrammed everybody's mind. It's like, whoa. Okay. We could actually bring a brief briefcase to school. Yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did bring yeah. Even the teachers were. Impressed. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. were. Yeah. They were. They, I got a couple yeah. comments on that. Wow. Thank you for bringing it. I completely forgot about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Back to why it's such an honor to have you here because we go back so far, bro. Yeah, man. You know, as you were talking about um, even the high school experience, I remember it because I want to let everybody know my boy Jeffrey here is, I wouldn't say, you know, I don't use the term because you're cooler than what the term enunciates, but a brainiac. You know, and in Jamaica, the, hier the hierarchy of, 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 of classes that you were in would, would be based on how proficient you were academically. So if you were in 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", as the numbers go down, you get more retarded. Yeah. So um, what I want you to understand is this, uh, and I was just a little bit twisted there, um, my boy Jeffrey but was But a lot of that, but a lot of that. No, it was academics. It was heavy well, academics. It, it was, was heavy. It was. Jamaica is straight academics. But my point but, is this. Mm -hmm. um, you were in six form 6-1. Six right. No, 5-1. Five, one. Five, one. At the end of the day, it's the same. You right. were number one. Right. You right. were always okay. a number one, my dude. Right. And right. I inspired to be in that group. Yeah. Your boy, yeah. I was I was right around six three. I kept me right around six three. I I probably stepped back into six four once, but six three is where I was the mediocre guy when it comes to the academics. But the will to assimilate, the will to learn, mm -hmm. to grow is what kept me in the group of six twos and six one friends. Mm -hmm. You know, that's but but you know, it's interesting what I think feeds into that is our fathers. True. True. Yeah, because you know, a lot of it. A lot of what I was doing was was um, was influenced by my father because my father was the one who would say, "Listen, read more, read more, read read beyond what you're doing in class." So when I'm reading all of this stuff now, and it's way outside of you know the the scope of what's being done in the classroom, what am I gonna do? Just sit around with it in my head. So that's why I I would like you know always ask talking about all this crazy stuff. So what's oh, this guy now about? I get it. So that's what it was. Wow. You know, it's like um uh yellow yams and dinner, right? Yeah. What does yellow yams and dinner have to do with, with condensation, right? But if you have yellow yams in a Pyrex dish with a clear cover, then the steam From condenses the, on the underside of the of the cover. For, the right? Pyrex cover, yeah. So yeah. my father would take that as an opportunity to say, well this is how clouds and the weather works, right? Right, wow. it, it evaporates, right? Right, the hot and food in the container. Yeah, yeah, the steam, and it's 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 being taken off. You can see the steam, but if you cover it, the steam actually attaches itself to the surface and condenses, become droplets uh, of water. Dro see, you see dripping dripping back in. Yeah. So he said that's how it rains. So, so he's showing you a climatic cycle exactly in the Pyrex dish with oh, the yeah, yellow yams, <laughs> yellow yam. Yeah, yeah. How profound, and that's the, and that's, the, that's that's just the power of a of a of a of a father that um, just wants the best for his, his his kids. And I guess for you, you know, your dad was operating a, a hardware a store. My dad was a, a what would you call? And I don't want to segue from what your dad. You, this, your story mm -hmm. about the dad, but mm -hmm. and I'm re reason why you brought that up. I just want to remind everybody that's listening to this podcast right now that we touch on a couple of topics, and I love when we're able to touch on family, so you can see the catalyst for why certain people are what they are. Because mm -hmm. we have a massive impact on our kids, whether we Big. like to ad admit it or not. And Big. the subconscious effect mm -hmm. is also we have to be very conscious of. Yep. As as ironic as that sounds, so mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought up, and we're we're gonna segue into the family point of this now. Mm -hmm. But let me compliment you on a couple of things. So let me compliment your dad on this. Mm. Every moment is a teachable moment. Yeah, and we miss those opportunity because we get caught up in the business of life. Right. Yeah, I gotta do. My dude, stop. Take a breath. Expl Yo, that Pyrex dish mm -hmm. with the yellow yam. Yeah, it's classic. The climate. 
Yeah. And for everybody from the U.S. and other countries, because I'm sure the Puerto Ricans know this and the Dominican, we're going to call it yuca in a in, in, yuca in the plate yeah. <laughs> covered by another plate. You understand exactly what I'm talking about? Right, yeah. Manny? You can understand what I'm talking yeah. about. Had food. So uh, that teachable moment mm-hmm. and... <clears throat> Knowing that, it meant your your father paid attention to detail. Detail. Science lesson. For him, that was a science lesson. And, you know, he, he, he was a man of very, very humble origins, you know. Where did um, he grow up? He grew up in a place called Marley Hill, which is South Manchester. Okay. And his father basically, um, his father basically used bamboos and he would split bamboos until you get sticks and clean them up with a machete. Yeah. And then he would weave those bamboos together to make a basket. Okay. And he would take those baskets out into the Caribbean Sea and put bait inside because they have a, 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 a trap door. Okay. And that's how he would catch fish. So oh. he never had nets. He never had nets. He made. He made. And um, he basically never had much education opportunities. So for somebody who was just basically a fisherman. Right. And... um. He also, they also grew a bean called gungu. And a lot of yeah. people don't know gungu. <laughs> gungu bees. Uh, so, you know, some Jamaicans hate gungu peas. <laughs> gungu peas. So, gungu peas. I love it. Yeah. I love but, it. But my point is that yeah. uh, he grew up eating gungu peas and fresh fish. And so his his, his lifestyle was, was, was very poor. But his father wanted the best he could get done for him. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, my father was a, a very bright guy. He, he passed a thing, what do you call it? Uh, second year or third year, whatever it was at the time under the English colonial system. Yeah, wow. But he <clears throat> passed it three times in a row. And a lot of people could even pass it once. But every time he passed it, he said that he would sit on his bed and look at the passing letter and knew that he could not afford to go to a tertiary institution because there was just no money. So he and would that always stuck with me. That always stuck with me. So he kept on, he kept on reading. He kept on opening up his mind. So when he had me, he just poured all of that into me. Okay. So, okay. so okay. you know, when, when, when everybody interacted with me in high school and they thought, oh man, this guy's so obsessed with all the science stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but they never realized, it, it's hard to, to explain to people what the real source of all of that is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, 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 was, I was living a lot of what my father could not do. You see, what, what, what I salute from that story is why would he consistently <clears throat> take the test or even persist with becoming so educated by expanding his mind mm-hmm. versus saying, yo, I, we don't have the funds. Let me, not, let me stop wasting my time with this mm-hmm. and let me go start digging a fat mm-hmm. field and start rearing some things and start you know, becoming a fisherman like my dad. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he stuck it out. He became a, he became a teacher. Okay. So he, he worked for the uh, uh, government of Jamaica for a little while. And then he immigrated to England. To a place called Sheffield, which is yes, uh, big, big. Sheffield, yeah, yeah. Sheffield is uh, yeah. yeah, but Sheffield is uh, basically a uh, um, a steel town. Yeah, blue collar workers. Yeah, yeah. If you if you see sometimes a lot of these stainless steel cutlery knives or stainless steel cutlery from England, it would it would be stamped with a Sheffield um, insignia. Oh, okay, yeah. wow. Yeah, so he ended up there for a while, and then he came back to Jamaica. He spent eleven years in England, and then. You know, then I came along. Well, my sister came along first. Yeah, I was going to ask me. you, what's the makeup of the family? How many brothers? How many sisters? Yeah, I have one sister, um, and she's uh, she's uh, an attorney. And um, did she get the same inundation of information as yeah, you did, she or did, but or did you she know, get the girly treatment like you, you typically think? <laughs> you know, the girls would do. You know, I, kids are just different, so they process things differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, you know, she got the same amount of um, pouring in that I got. Got a lot of that, you know, some, a lot of that from my mother as well. But, um, I, you know, I just really have to say that a lot of that nurturing was, was done by my father. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, and that's I do great. that with my kids now. Um, they kind of get it. But, you know, over time, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Which is really because I can tell you right now, just even subconsciously, the impact my mom has had on me. I'm now getting it over time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm now able to call her at this age and say, hey, thank you for <sighs> being this tall ward oh, of, a, of a role model. Yeah. I think one of the takeaways, though, from just having this, you know, as we discussed with the first topic that we're doing here on School Rosenberg Radio is the fact that 
your father was nurturing. You don't. Yeah. Hear, that's like an oxymoron. Yeah, nurturing. Yeah, you don't, you don't hear that. And I want to salute you. I want to mm-hmm. salute your dad, your dad, and all the men out there Thank that you, are bro. nurturers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and be secure yeah. in that because yeah. I, 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 the reason why I, I remember that guy. You know, what he used to do. You know, you know when you have stubble. You know, one of the yeah. things I remember with him. Yeah, is that for him to make me laugh as a little kid, like he's putting me to bed. Is to rub oh, stubble so on my <laughs> cheek and it'll tickle the hell out of me. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Big shout out to dads who spend the time. Big shout out to yeah, dads, man. It yeah. takes a lot to be. It takes a lot to be a dad to spend time with your kids to, and to just show that side of yourself to to to, to nurture. Yeah, you know, yeah, to nurture because it takes a lot of focus, a lot of focus, a lot of attention, and um. There's nothing t- the average man should be ashamed of to really, you know, because sometimes I think guys think that machismo, they have to they do this machismo yeah. thing. It's, it, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I can't see how it really No, they're kind of lost, you know, and this is what many, this is where we can uh, segue a little bit into this other topic I want to talk about is the society teaches us about ego, mm-hmm. you know, and I know there's a lot of books, there's a lot of people who have spoken prophetically about mm-hmm. ego mm-hmm. and how yeah. to maneuver mm-hmm. ego. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, I could, we want to break things down practically here on Score Rosenberg Radio. Mm-hmm. And when we say we say the ego gets in the way, what do you mean? There's a big difference to an ego mm-hmm. and being confident. Uh-huh. Same uh-huh. way there's a big difference uh-huh. between arrogance, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and also being confident or annoying. True. You know what I mean? And no, it can be misinterpreted. Yeah, I'm also, the word I wanted to look for was the, 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 the slight difference between being persistent and mm-hmm. annoying. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, and there's a thin line to balance yeah. there. So mm-hmm. what I want people to understand is ego, as I, I don't remember who said it well, and I'm not going to plagiarize anybody, but is edging God out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the acronym they associated with that. Mm-hmm. And when I dive down into that more, what I understood is if you really look at everybody like how God look at you, mm-hmm. you will serve others. Absolutely. I mean, as far as ego goes, sometimes I feel like... Uh, Ego to me is emotion in the driver's seat. Right? Slow down, slow down. You yeah. just dropped another jewel on Score yeah. Rosenberg Radio. Run yeah. that by me again. Yeah, it's 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 emo- ego is emotion in the driver's seat, mm. but confidence is a lot more aligned with logic. Yes. right. So it's 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 your logical mind, um, not necessarily at war, but in competition with your emotional. Yes, uh, and. For some people, sometimes the emotions run the show. Yes, yes. And I know a couple of those. Yeah. And unless you have a coach, sometimes, like a dad or a mom or somebody who could tell you, listen, you need to throttle back that feeling, those feelings sometimes. You need to be just cold and clinical. Yeah. You need to just step back and say, what is the move that I really need to make? It's like... If you're playing chess, you know, can you just play on how you feel, right? Mm. Or you got to play it basically on what the logic of the circumstance calls for. True, true. The logic, yeah, wow. And I like the way you use that chess as an analogy of how one should control one's emotion Mm -hmm. and get the ego out the way. Because if you, I guess, wow, wow, that was, I'm kind of profoundly blown away by that statement you made when you said, Ego is emotion in the driver's seat. Driver's seat. You know, and it lets you do things. And for younger men too, sometimes they get into situations that they shouldn't be in. And it's not based on their emotions. Definitely. And yeah. they can be put in situations as well because yeah. you can be manipulated with that big yeah. time. Yeah, that is By so both males or females. True. And that's where it comes back to awareness. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about another thing. And one of the things we wanted to expound on, and you can give me your opinion on this because you've been around kids for a long time and other adults. Mm-hmm. Um as you develop and you you know you meet friends and you, you try to build, I've realized that there's an awareness that not everybody has. Mm-hmm. You know, my boy Maddie talked about trying to meditate, get into a thought-free state. Yes. So you can really. Yes, absolutely. Have you ever done? Have you, have you ever gotten to a thought-free? Oh, I've been trying, but I, it's, it's uh, you know, you know that's that's comes back to the fathers again because that's one thing my father used to say to me: take five minutes in the day. And just be silent. Have no interactions with anything. And you'll just have some clarity. And you'll be surprised how much you can accomplish uh, just by just having some downtime, quiet time. 
because you'll be able to process a lot of things. You get insight. The funny thing about that, and as you were saying, it started hitting me. Manny will tell you, <laughs> there's a lot of times during the day mm-hmm. and he'll be here working and I come in mm-hmm. and I, I just said, hey, what's up? I maybe don't even say that, right? And he's over there working and I would come in mm-hmm. and I'd either just go in, in a couch, turn the TV on. I'm not even watching the TV, but it's on and I just in this state. You know, mm. my eyes are maybe closed, but I'm trying to be still. And ah. and it's a whirlwind yes, going is. on in my world outside. Like you. really and truly, it, there were so many holes to plug and so many things, but when I s- be still mm-hmm. and I catch that, I, but I've never gotten to a thought-free state, but mm-hmm. I've, I think I've played with what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. We're taking time to be still, yeah. you know, just to be centered more. So go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just that I feel like um, in the silence is a place where God is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I feel that, you know, it's it's in that, uh, I can't remember where in the scripture, but, you know, we always heard the saying of, of that still small voice. Yes. And that still small voice, sometimes you just need to be quiet because when it's noisy, you got to be able to, to listen to it. Because Jamaicans have this saying where they say, boy, you know, one mind, one mind tell me so, almost one mind. So this, this, yeah, this is one mind thing, right? But it's 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 really not it's not really one mind. That's how that's how to me. I mean, as a Christian person, yeah, that's how the um. Sure. No, go ahead. Taking it live on Score Rosenberg Radio. This is live powwow, live podcast movement. A call is coming in. As a matter of fact, what we should have done was tag him in so the call can come right in on the um on the podcast so we can say to the yeah. So um, don't just keep me posted on the um, the countout, Manny. Just so I don't go overboard on this conversation because you're about to segue into something nice. No, take your time, bro. Uh, keep it close to you. So if you need yeah, to, I'm gonna kill the audio. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. So no problem. Um, so you where were, we? yeah. Where were we? Where were we? Where were we? Let's bring that back in. No. So you were you were mentioning in the silence is where God is. Yeah. And. Um, and that's another jewel on Squirrel Rosenberg Radio. Don't get it twisted. We're not going to let these jewels go by. Three jewels so far in the first 20 minutes of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. In the silence is where God, God is. is. Yeah. And if, if you learn to listen to it um, and you, 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 you stay in that space of trusting, if, of tr- learning to listen. Because after a while, you'll realize that, wait a second, had I just... Um, I got. I had a premonition before that I needed this or I needed that. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And it could. It can be small things, but cumulatively, it's 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 that way of of him working with you over time, and then you you're growing. You're growing. So the more you're able to listen, and and just pay attention to to these cues, you find that things click. And and the more you you thrive for a thought free type of mindset the louder mm-hmm. his voice gets yes and you know Manny was talking I mean not Manny but um, Maddie was saying he's no TVs as a matter of fact he only has one TV and it's a Netflix <laughs> thing so he watches what he wants to watch when he wants yeah, to yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. and he's very careful of what is in his space mm-hmm. and the information and that attention to detail mm-hmm. for me rang loudly because yeah. I keep it noisy yeah in my you gotta know yourself too because people differ you know, True. No, but, yeah. I, but I can only imagine. Right. What if I were to shut off the noise? Ah. Uh, you follow? Yeah. Imagine if I'm doing this nicely right now. Imagine if I were to shut off the noise. You know, so I was just, and I love hearing different perspective. And I'm glad what you said because people do function differently. Definitely. One of the things um, we love touching on here um, <clears throat> as we expand on life and family and friends and, you know, our being as individuals is the religion thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the profound statement of in the silence is where God is. Mm-hmm. What's your view on religion? And that's a very vague question because I want you to just give me your view on what you were exposed to as a kid growing up. What's your perception of it? How do you see it's applicable now in our society? Because it just seemed like everybody's kind of... And I, and, I, and, I, and I use religion loosely because mm-hmm. it's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. You, you follow? Yeah. So, go. Well, you know, I've, over the years I've learned that um, or, or organized religion, organized religion is, is a very capable force of accomplishing a lot of things in the world. Um, being, being part of, 
of uh, faith-based organizations that are well-structured, you can get a lot more done than if you try to do something as just a individual. But sometimes, um, and the reason why I mention it is that, you know, uh, I'm a member of a, a, of a reasonably large church in Queens. And um, I just, I, I've come to realize that a lot of the things that the church is able to do is just based on its, its structure and the numbers of people that you can marshal to say focus on a specific issue. But what about right? let me be the devil's advocate here mm-hmm. and say what do you say to those people who like but why do I have to be a part of this church to make a thing? Because that's and, who the people are. But I don't have to be in a church to, to no. rally people. No, you don't. You, you no, see you what's don't. going on. I mean right now once the square Rosenberg movement get big enough I do a tweet and we're going to have <laughs> a couple hundred thousand people outside get the thing moving. You know what I mean? I, I mean look, look at what Kanye West did when he went to Turkey. I mean he did a tweet and said I'm going to do a free show here and the place was full. But that's another thing so you know my pastor is Reverend Dr. Edward Davis and I uh, you know I attend the Presbyterian Church in Albans I mean um, I don't want to get specific but I'm getting specific but there's one thing he always says you got to take it from your seats in the pews mm-hmm. to the streets so you got to take it from inside the church building out into the into the world yeah into the streets which yeah. is where Jesus was actually exactly, exactly. You know what I mean I'm not so so if you're ministering um, if you're feeding our kids are you putting pencils in a child's hand that's ministry and so we have an opportunity every single day to minister to to work towards the greater good sometimes people just think that the idea of just going inside of the church um church building yeah. is it yeah, yeah and then they're back outside and then they do nothing for the greater good of anybody or applica- apply what they just learned or heard I mean, that to me is is where you know. Um, then you you make you make you make religion ineffective in the world because I mean, well, you make you make the power of God's impact in the world because I see us as tools. Mm-hmm. I see us as tools in the hands of the maker, and as tools in His hands, we're out here in the world to actually fix and make things better. However, I would want to complement that by saying all human beings. All human beings. Absolutely. Every single one of us is a tool. Now, yes. the thing about the church thing and organization and the religion, for me, and I've gone, you know, coming up Jamaican, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. more church per square footage in Jamaican than bars. So, we, we, you know, we, we've inundated with that. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I grew up, I was really, you know, my parents were very involved in the church. It was, and it was a good thing, mm-hmm. you know. I, me too. Every yeah. Sunday, the bing, bing, bing. When I went to school in Kingston. Yeah. I became caught not caught up, but I was exposed yeah. to a more it was the Blair's church on Portmore. So yo, I saw a lot of things that went on there that kind of blew my mind. I mean I was Methodist before now I'm in this I hear you. it was like whoa, whoa. you know, right. people getting spirit, yes. talking in tongues and it's yes. coming down the line. Right. Yeah, I remember totally different yeah, format. Yeah, completely different format. You know, yeah. so I'm in the church once, bro, and I'm in the pew, right? And Holy Ghost is coming down the pews and I see people flipping out and fainting and talking in uh-huh, tongues uh-huh. and I'm like, it's coming. Right. And I see this person dropping in it. <laughs> and they come to me and I'm like, nothing happened. Right. You know what I mean? And I, didn't, I was like, do I fake something? Do I? Mm-hmm. But nothing happened. But for me, it was, I didn't say it was the theatrics of it all, mm-hmm. but I was a little bit taken aback. Like, I don't want this. I got you. You follow? Right. And then when I came here to go to school, I kind of just like, yo, I don't want to be a part of this. I got you. But you rear a child how he's supposed to grow right and he'll come back come right back come right back my youth so yes i went on that prodigal journey mm-hmm. but i came back but during that journey my wife returned me to church because i was <laughs> going to church <laughs> i wasn't going to church at all you know yeah and you know funny my father would say to me are you, are you going to church on sundays and i said no he said man you need to find some church <laughs> <sighs> no, but I, we, we, we're talking about the church thing, and I didn't want to segue from this, but the point is this. <clears throat> Once you realize that, for instance, you want to become educated, mm-hmm. you want to learn something, yes. you go to school. Sure. You understand? Yes. If you want to become an accountant, you study accounting. Yes. You'll sharpen your skills in that. Right. So if you want to have a relationship with God, yes. and that's where, I, I just, and it's also funny, they should take out the word religion, mm-hmm. or just let's just fix it from the Latin root mm-hmm. of to relate, mm-hmm. and make it rela- you know, a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you have a relationship, right. then you're going to want to go. 
Mm-hmm. And you want to learn more about this person. Yes. And when I invited you here tonight, and I use this analogy with Maddie, mm-hmm. how far do you live from me, my youth? How much far your GPS said? What did it say? Almost like 30 miles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but of course, you're coming from Queens, so that's four hours. Right, yeah, yeah, depending yeah. on the time you travel. Right, right, right. But my point is this because we have a relationship, it mm-hmm. made you want to come here. Absolutely. Yeah. And because you, because I have a relationship with you, today I'm in the gym at 12, yeah. and one of the ladies goes, So, what are you doing today? I'm going to have a podcast with my boy uh, Jeffrey. Yeah. I'm excited. Yo, dude, <laughs> you know, yo, that's my highlight. On, yo, yeah. I got here at five o'clock with yeah. my boy, like, yo, so let's make sure, clean off the table, my youth, make sure everything is crisp. You know, because that's, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And once it is a relationship, and I know all my viewers on Score Rosenberg Radio has heard this before. You know, you want to be involved. You yeah. want to be a part of. And I love when I go to church because it's like a reset button. Mm-hmm. But then if you take control of that information. Mm-hmm. And apply. And apply it. Because you ain't going to pass accounting if you don't apply that. No. And study it. That's right. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why people say, yo, I don't want to go to church and I don't yeah. want to give them no money. Well, my dude, if you want to become educated in mm-hmm. something, you're going to have to make some. You know what I find, I've found very effective over the years is to... um. You know, sometimes when I, I pray, well, some persons who've heard me pray, they they wonder why I like approach a, a prayer a certain way. So, like, you remember when Moses was, um, God was revealing himself to Moses and he was in the bush and yes. the fire was burning in the, the burning bush. burning bush, yeah. Right, but the bush, the fire burned, but the bush wasn't consumed. Correct. Right? So, sometimes when I pray, I tell God, you are the one who was in the burning bush and the fire burning was not consumed or Elijah when the fire came down from heaven and consumed the bullock uh, in front of Ahab and I told I say that you are the one who sent the fire to cons- consume the bullock and not in, in, in front of the priest of Baal yeah. so by saying that I'm talking to the exact divine source so that when you said about relationships, that's my connect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, it's, it's like I'm dialing his number. Yeah. This, is, this is you. I'm dialing your number. This is your digits. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. So I know that I'm going to that source. The funny thing about it is as so as so passionate you were about mm-hmm. talking to that source. Yeah. The only way you're able to passionately talk about that is because you've been through experiences in your life where it's you had real. to tap into that source or it's listen real. to that source. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people drop the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through that <clears throat> that, that um, valley of the shadow of death mm-hmm. so I can know that he's dear with me. So, he, so I know that he's my rod and my staff. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But they yeah. don't want to go through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you realize, if I had a crystal ball mm-hmm. and I showed it to, to you and I said, okay, Jeff, here's a crystal ball. You're mm-hmm. going to have to go through this hell, yeah. but this is what's on the other side. Yeah. You would take on that hell like it's no problem because your vision is focused on the end result because mm-hmm. I showed it to you. The only mm-hmm. difference with our people is we can't see it. Mm-hmm. And once we start seeing it, we're going to realize that it's right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I want to wrap up on this. Go ahead. You were about to say well, no, something. I was just going to say that, you know, like a, a teaching moment for me and him was, um, you know, my, my mother had a brain tumor, uh, a tumor that was uh, not a malignant tumor, but okay. a benign tumor. And it was on the base of her brain. And... Um, Near the medulla oblongata? No, right underneath, like uh, in, like in the center of your head, okay. but at the base of your brain. Okay, okay. So, many years ago they had, you you and I were, but I never really told you, but I was going to. I knew through something some, was going yeah, on. In, in, in full form. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, knew yeah, something yeah, was yeah. going on. So, so she had a major surgery. They took off the front of her head. Basically, they took down the front of her face. She had staples up around on top of her head, and they removed the tumor. Uh, to relieve um, the seizures, but the seizures continued over time. And when I was here in New York, <coughs> I was in in college. I mean, had maybe had like uh, I had a whole. I'm not like 18 credits going on. Yeah, of course. Full full engineering program, full blast. And uh, she had a massive seizure. And she, long story short, she ended up in a coma. And my aunts came to the hospital, and they were flipping out on me right <laughs> but i had come to terms they never understood that god Hallelujah. took me through this journey where i came to terms with her dying mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and they couldn't come to terms. terms. She's still alive, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Hallelujah. Let's toast to moms. Mom, boy. Big shout out to moms. Mom, mom broke her hip. Mom broke her hip. Uh, she's what? She's in her 80s now. She broke her hip probably about six years ago. And she she's back. She's completely back. Mobile walking. So when you see when you see I'm saying that God is 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 good and able. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. But my point is yeah, after yeah. she had a surgery and she was in a coma. You had come to I, she I had come to terms. Because he her. had comforted you somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And he had showed me that <clears throat> because when you knew me growing up, you remember you never saw my mom. No, I did not. You only saw my father. Yes. Because my father was because my mother was here. Right, so my mother was here providing for us in Jamaica. Okay. So she would rotate back and forth nice. because she she was here as a as a RN, a private duty nurse. Right, and she would be away for like six months and home for six months or whatever you know the case was. But the bottom line is, he showed me that this woman who's here in in a coma <clears throat> has done her mission. Mm-hmm. Of getting you now to where I need you to be. be. Yes. And I was felt I felt blessed that um What a great perspective. That was done for me. So this is this is what he was what you know he was saying to me. So I was I, I realized that you know what? From this point forward, I have to to live every day and put out a hundred percent. So that's where mm-hmm. my mind was. Okay, okay. But their minds were not there. Yeah. They were just Yeah. Bonkers, how come you're not acting at this figure where you're shedding your tears? And, you know, you know, so, but again, um, that's where the logical Otherwise, you know, me and them, I, I'm, they're flipping out, I'm flipping out. What's, what's accomplished? Right? You know? Oh my God, that was so beautiful. And I think, I, I'm really glad that mom not only is still here with us, yeah. you know, moving yeah, it's and incredible. living, but the, the, the fact that he comforted you, yeah. because as I heard you speak, and it's so interesting about people's conversation and the stories that are shared, and I know somebody out there on Score Rosenberg Radio can empathize with the story Jeff just shared, but I don't think you know this, but mm. you know, my sister, my twin sister, Paula, yeah. she passed away in 05, in 05, actually. I remember. And that experience mm-hmm. of being comforted, yes, that's how I made it through it. I got you. So I'm flying out for Germany on Wednesday. I'm flying out Thursday. Mm-hmm. I get a call Tuesday that my <clears throat> sister's in the hospital. I need to come to Canada immediately. Mm-hmm. I get to Canada. She's in a coma. And Jeffrey, before I left the United States, I knew in my mind what my job was going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It was going to go there, mm-hmm. hold her hand, mm-hmm. like how Jesus did to that little girl in the Bible, mm-hmm. and said, wake up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? And she would. And that's what I went to do, and I, it never happened. And the doctor looked at me. He goes, dude, I respect your faith. But based on what we know, mm-hmm. that is not moving, that we injected, there's no activity in. And I went back into that room and I said a prayer. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that number one, that feeling of a comfort came over me and I said, I'm gonna go back to my hotel room. Mm-hmm. I go back to my hotel room and I call my mom in Jamaica and said, yeah, I just booked you a flight, you need to come here right away. And she's like, you know, Jamaican mom. Yes. Why? I said, <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, just, just, just come through. I'm Us, in Canada, you know. Um, and she's like, Paul, I saw Paula this morning. So I really couldn't, you know, because she's like, I was I wake up in the morning and I hear somebody say, bye, mommy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. she kind of, but for me, and that moment was when I went back to my hotel room, mm-hmm. I got on my knees and I, I don't say I begged, but I beseeched God. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. really beseeched yeah. him to give me Paula back. Mm-hmm. And in that voice that I know so well, he said, she's not coming back, but everything else is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. He comforted me. Mm-hmm. I never went back to that hospital. My mom and my brother went and handled everything else mm-hmm. at the hospital. I, never, I just mm-hmm. focused on the logical stuff now, mm-hmm. the cremation, everything mm-hmm. else, bank account, everything else that needed to be done logically, mm-hmm. that's what I took on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because I, I had that connection that you just 
so eloquently spoke about. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I hear these stories, I want people to understand what we're talking about here on Square Rosenberg Radio isn't some pixie dust, a magic wand. Mm-mm. It's about an experience. It's yeah. about a relationship Life. that you need to test mm-hmm. these boundaries to. Mm-hmm. And then it gives you the confidence to step off that mountain. Yes, that's right. That's right. Wow, dude. So that, that journey prepares you for something that's that's on the horizon. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's it's it's... I feel I feel our experiences help other people cope. But let me ask you this: the, the, the healthy perspective that you're having on on obstacles and curveballs, and because mm-hmm. there's other people out there, and you know we're not drawing saying that they're less than us. It's just mm-hmm. that why why are you so equipped and they're not equipped? Are we do we do we micros, microscopically look back at all the ingredients in that gumbo that made you who you were, mm-hmm. which is your dad's nurturing, your mom's provision, but something there kept you. I don't know. I think inherently you were somehow aware. I think I think on a lot of levels we realize that there is um, circumstances that happen to other people as well that we reference. Okay. And one 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 really really big circumstance for me is um, when I was a was really tiny guy, probably like two three. Yeah. I, I was living with my maternal granduncle. Wow. Right? Okay. So this is my mother's uncle. Yeah. Right. Uh, we used to call him Tata. Now Tata was the first person to ever expose me to coffee. So <laughs> I said, "Yeah, come here, little boy. Come, come, come. Jamaican Sip coffee. some of this, yeah." <laughs> so I've always had a taste for coffee in my mouth. I, I to this day I love coffee. No way. For real, man. But Tata's story and he made sure he told me this is that he said when I was 12 when he was 12 years old, his mother, who is my great-grandmother, correct, was ill. Now her husband was in the Jamaican um Constabulary force, the police force. He was okay. a policeman, but he was killed in the line of duty. Okay. Right? Um, and she had five children. So she perceived that she was going to die. She perceived that she was going to die. He was 12, and everybody else was younger than him. Wow. Okay. A, a five year old. Yeah. And he said that she brought him into. She brought all of them into her bedroom and she said she's going to pray for them and she's going to leave God with them to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So I got to be careful here. I don't get too emotional. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> as, a fa- as a 12-year-old boy, she charged him to take care of them. She charged him at 12. Of 12. 12. And he's, and there's four other yep. youngsters. Yep. So he kept all of them in the house. So she passes away. He, he, she dies. She dies that very day. And they're orphans. What? Including my maternal grandmother. Wow. Yes. And he can tell you so many ways to feed yourself. Butter and potato, boy. You whip up your... You can make butter, you know, boy. Give me the milk and I make the butter. So he can make butter. Oh. <laughs> he can... If it's if his only eggs, I have chickens going. Yeah. So as a 12-year-old, okay, raise a chicken, always have eggs, always have potatoes, always have... So he figured a way out to get everybody grown up. That's all he figured out how to do. Get everybody to be at least 18. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they all, boom, first flew off all over the world. So many went to Panama and came back to Jamaica. Yeah. But the bottom line is, <clears throat> at 12. I grew up now to see all of these... Big family, yeah, right, yeah. And for me, eventually, you know, what he was telling me was, look at how many of us there are, right, right. My little sister, mm-hmm. which is which is my grandmother. You are you are all calling them my little brother, my little sister. I say, what's he talking about? <laughs> this person's eighty four, eighty three, eighty whatever, right? But for him, yeah. But, but the, the end, I'll tell you the end. How God is good. How God closes things. Um. I see this big family, so he was tell well, he was basically telling me he said God heard her prayer and God fulfilled yes. what she had asked him to do. But God kept him alive and he watched 
all of his younger siblings die. No way. He died last at 95. Wow. That is a profound. Deep, bro. That was a profound. Especially when you can have that bird's eye view of that entire timeline. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to take that moment to really let that marinate with our viewers here on Score Rosenberg Radio. You have to understand the full circle of what he, Jeffrey just shared and how the not knowing how your story is going to end up. God but, writes it. He's the author. He's truly the author and the finisher of all things. I'm going to stick a pin right there on Score Rosenberg Radio, Score Rosenberg TV. All these jewels, all these topics are going to be available on our SoundCloud, our Facebook, on our Instagram. And we're actually going to be transcribing this particular um, podcast immediately so you can actually sit back. And if you wanted to read what we're hearing right now, I will be able to catch that. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Score Rosenberg Radio, Score Rosenberg TV. One. Welcome back to the Score Rosenberg Radio podcast. We're sitting here just wrapping up the last few things with my boy Jeffrey Reed and Jeffrey before we went into the break or just took a little walk around and refreshed our Heinekens you wanted to close with something on the last topic no I just wanted to say that I love God literally I think I you said it a little bit more loud and a little bit I more literally love God yeah yeah me yeah, too bro right. me too and what's so funny is a lot of people may think uh, I am you know I'm not into God or I'm not into this I will do this on score Rosenberg radio I will use any other synonym that represents that energy that we all know and well. So if you get offended with God, I'm going to use love, happiness, kindness, peace, everything that's a part of us as human beings mm-hmm. that describes the being that we're all talking about, which is the creator, God. So with that said, I really appreciate you for mentioning and really closing on this the topic of religion and relationship with that mm-hmm. and the takeaway that we want you all to have. However, as we get ready to touch on the la- last topic here, I didn't get a, get a chance to hear your views or just your opinion whether philosophical or, you know, more traditional, what do you think about the political climate of the United States right now, my friend? Wow. Uh, I, th- I think we're in, a, in, a, in an age where there are real needs, right? And There have always been needs, though. Yeah, there have always been needs, but at this point in time, uh, some people really can't figure out how to keep their heads above water. And 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 they, they they're facing a lot of challenges, and um, if you just take one 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 topic, one one issue, which is affordability of college education, right? Okay, yeah. College education is really not affordable for a lot of people. If That's you, true. You know, if you're if you're in a, in a in a rural environment in the middle of the U.S. You know my 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 you know my humble opinion. I think that it's challenging to say to find sixty or or seventy thousand dollars a year <laughs> to send a kid to school, especially if yeah. your uh, entire family income is maybe forty Gs yeah. on a farm. Yeah, true. And it's true. just really really tough to do. Yeah. And um, I just think those costs ran away. Where it's it's not so much about uh, the value of what you're learning so much, as opposed to where you are, which school you're in. Okay. It's not the, the, the education itself and it, its value of how is, how is, how how are you gonna apply it to transform your life. So I feel that we're 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 in a political environment where people are struggling, and. Uh, you know, there there's just a lot of desperation there, and I think it's if 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 their economic condition doesn't actually turn, I think we're in for some topsy turvy times, yeah, restive yeah. times. I mean, we were just talking about uh, a couple of things that even with this Obamacare thing, where mm-hmm. they were so adamant about repealing and replacing. Yeah, and I'm touching on that because it's really just you know on Friday where that balloon just got shot down. Yeah, you know, and you were talking there's about there's a need. Yeah, yeah, there's a need. Yeah, there's real need. And yeah. how many years ago, just before Barack Obama got into office, doctors without I remember reading in the New York Times. And I'm quoting the New York Times, but I'm just saying that I remember reading of Doctors Without Borders being in the southern United States. And they said that, you know what, we're just going to be here for three days um, in some rural county. And 
they didn't spend three days. They spent like two weeks. Wow. And the, the needs of the people were like very diverse. People needed extractions. They had all kinds of ailments. In the United States of America. Right here in the U.S. And that made it crystal clear to me that uh, there are huge needs for affordable care. Yeah. 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 I think that was also felt... Mm-hmm. Um, by the people in Washington. Yeah, and there's week. a lot of emergency care health that was going on too. I mean, now you could go to uh, what they call them, urgent care centers or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah but right? that's, like, that's the commercialized or the capitalistic approach to medicine because, I mean, the, the guy who can't afford would it, go to the emergency room. There were, there were a lot of people who did that. True. And, true. you know, you and I, we end up paying for it because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that emergency room care. Um, is is generally expensive because people are really like very sick when they end up in in an in an emergency room. Yeah, it was so funny when you when you mentioned that we end up paying for it because I I am a little bit disappointed and you want to have some accountability because I'm pretty sure when your kids were born you had to deal with that expense. Yeah, sure. You deal with every part of that expense. Sure. I'm not talking about you know the rearing of the child. I'm talking about the birth, mm-hmm. going to the hospital. You know the doctors that were compensated, whatever, but it's mm-hmm. through your insurance or whatever it was. Right. But you paid for it, right? Absolutely. And what I am trying to wrap my mind around is when I go into some of these low-income neighborhoods mm-hmm. and I see these girls having kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I see what the home, you know, I'm like, how are you going to the hospital having this baby? All who's paying for that cost? Yeah. You know, and then you're coming home and you have all the. It's just it just seemed to be this unproductive cycle where yeah. there's not some accountability from yeah. everybody along the part to make this more effective. But then again, you know, I'm not a savvy political person. I'm not savvy when it comes to the dynamics of the, the insurance. And maybe I should be so I can make a more profound statement. Mm-hmm. I'm just a fly on the wall looking in. And oh, yeah, me too. Man. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, this is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Common sense stuff. So without being, you know, boggled down, I do like the fact that... Um, when Hillary was running for president, it, it showed to the females yeah. the ability of oh the girls, oh, the girls, girl, po- yo, girl, the girls, girls love as that. Beyonce say they run the world. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. For me, I having two girls also. You know, I was just really blessed to be to be able to see that. And to um, my buddy Stevie Dubois said it best when I asked him about the political climate. He paused and then he said, "We need love." Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, and and you know, I, I sometimes I get the feeling like um, it's not so much that I disagree with you or your views. It, there's a there's a lately there's this enter this this element of hostility. Yeah, but it's okay to disagree. Why? Can't Absolutely. We? But I know what you're talking about. The yeah. element of hostility is what. Yeah, yeah, it has it, a funny undercurrent there. I yeah. don't like it at all. My, and, my, my, um, and I love to bring up these other guests, just like I probably will do on my next podcast when I mm-hmm. talk. To, but my boy Anthony Love, he said, um, because Trump is in president, is the president or is in a presidency, doesn't give you the the right to to do something crazy or say something crazy. No, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't validate that. You gotta keep the civility in there yeah. and keep the discourse going, stay engaged. I think just the outcomes of this election also proved to a lot of people that you really just can't stay home on election day. Yeah. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. people basically died uh, to 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 get, you know, a lot of people like ourselves the, the right to vote. And, True. And you just, you just really, you know, I've heard this so many times, um, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with me, bro. <laughs> that, that, say, it doesn't have anything to do with you. You don't realize that you the know, shoulders you stand on. Absolutely, and you being and being able to vote is not something that cannot be taken away. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So. That is that is very big. And as we get ready to close off on the segment with re, the, the politics topic here on the School of Rosenberg Radio, I would like to close with that statement about voting, because if you think you don't have a voice, think again. Yeah, and if that doesn't even motivate you, think about those people who have died. Think about your children. Think about who is to come. Not just about yourself. What position are they going to be in? You know, if, if they have to restart that whole struggle of 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 just being able to, to, to choose leaders here in this country. You know, I mean, that we, we think we think that that chapter is closed, you know, which is, is good that it is. But every generation has a responsibility to make sure that the next generation has just as much options and opportunity yes. as, as, as you do or even more so. 
Yeah, yeah, true, true. I love that. And to really, as we get ready to wrap up this interview with, um, with Jeffrey on Score Rosenberg Radio, when you initially came in, we were talking about a project that you're working on that's close mm-hmm. to your heart. Let me know about that project. Yes, yeah, so the project is to develop a, a branded line of natural drinks. Mm-hmm. And um, so what's the name of the the, the name of the, the drink line is Endurai E N D U R I Endurai Endurai and the um the E N D U R I I. There's a website E N D U R I I dot com. Okay. So the whole concept um of Endurai is is it's basically I and I endure. I and I endure. endure. So. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another jewel on Score Rosenberg Radio. Stay focused. All the Jamaicans out there know I and I endure. But let's make that up for a little bit for all our other non-Jamaican yeah. listeners. Right. So I and I endure. endure. So it's endure I. So um, the, 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 well, I guess our call phrase is basically endure and build vibes. Yes. So, so it's it's even though in your if you're in a place of of nothing or or or. There's nothing going on. The bottom line is the vibes you bring Bong. can change the dynamics. So that's, that's what you're seeing right now in Square yeah, Rosenberg Radio. Yeah, that's what yeah. you're seeing right now in the studio, bro. Yeah. The, the energy. Yeah. So, you know, some of the projects we plan to move forward with going towards the end of the year um, is a robotics com- uh, competition in Jamaica. Speak on that. Yeah. So we, we, we want to do a, a original robot competition where... Uh, young people, basically anybody, can from concept conceive a, a, a robot in certain design parameters, mm-hmm. build it to compete, and uh, through elimination, we'll have a, a, a champion. And the whole focus of that is that everybody is valuable, and people have original ideas of how to approach a problem. And if you give if you give a group of youngsters uh, the same color paints, the same paint brushes, and say, paint a picture. If, say five of them. You'll get five okay, different, different outcomes. Fold. Yes, you're right. So the, the, the whole approach to electronics and, and robotics is that their, their solutions will be unique solutions. Yes. And I just want to see people, give, give people a chance. We are, we were, and Dura, I want to give people a chance to express that creative force, that creative energy in them yeah. and, and let it come out and shine. Wow. You know, because, wow. you know, from youngsters, sometimes youngsters, youngsters can be discouraged from being creative. Yes. yes. You know? Because it's outside of the norm. It's outside of the, the norm. norm. But yeah. what I want him to feel is that that is something that you must let live. Yes. You must let shine. Yes. You know, bring that to the table. Mm. Let that part of you shine. Yeah. You know, because we don't know, you know, our influence on someone, what they will go on to do. Mm. You don't know. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's not for me to say or endure right to say. So that's a whole philosophy that the, the, if, even though we're into into selling drink products, we're really into It's a message. People. Yeah. 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 We're That's, into people. I, I like that. And I, you know what's so funny? I got to salute <laughs> you because as I hear you say the name, not only does it roll off the tongue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But endure I in reverse is I and I endure. Endure. Yeah. So the message behind that and having that Jamaican vibe behind mm-hmm. I and I Endure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's big. So I want to salute you on that project. Thank you, man. And as a matter of fact, I just want to let you know, not because we are very good friends and brothers from another mother, but I want to let you know that the Score Rosenberg movement will be behind Oh, love that, man. Your drink product. Inter- in turn, I want to be a sponsor, man. Yeah, you'll be yeah. a part, a big part of the show. Thank and you, we want to help you establish this, this, this robot robotics project you're doing yeah, in Jamaica. Man. Yeah. And let's connect. And I see you there, man. I, no, well, I, 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 I want you to interview <laughs> my contestants. We, 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 we will be there. And we're going to be right. broadcasting right. live. Our podcast L- will be done right there. Oh, I love that. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll, Manny, would you like to go to Jamaica? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be doing this live and really getting this, this, this vibe. But I really thank you, Jeffrey, for coming by and thank sharing. You. What you did, not only the intimate stories on you know your growth process, but where you are right now, your kids, the impact you're making on your kids, your involvement in the church, the, the independent idea that you're bringing to what you're doing. Thank you, bro. which is why we still have this common thread and cord, you know, because I really salute you for that. So I want to give a big round of applause to my guest, Jeffrey, for coming by. As we close, Jeff, is there anything you'd want to say to our listeners out there that, um, or another jewel of, or a quote or anything that keeps you grounded before we close? 
this is for real. I mean, um, Skrull Rosenberg is about people. He's about love. He's about life. And I'm just honored and very happy that, you know, I got an opportunity to come through. Guilty as charged. Toast to that. to support you. Big up to Heineken, our yeah, biggest man. sponsor. I want you to let you know that. Yeah, I really appreciate your honesty for saying that, bro. And I'll take this chance again and give a round of applause for you coming through. Yeah. Big shout out. Big shout out. Everybody, this interview will be on SoundCloud within a couple hours. You'll be able to see this live on our YouTube channel. We're going to be streaming this on Facebook. Instagram's going to be popping. We're going to take some photos in the background a little bit later on and show you what's really going on at the set here. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to let you go. Next week, coming up, we have some interesting guests lined up. Nothing as banging as what we have right now, but we get better and better each week with Squirrel Rosenberg Radio, showing you better footages, better guests, and just having a wonderful time here. Thank you for tuning in. And if you can't be bad, be good. One, Squirrel Rosenberg Radio. Thank you for tuning in. 